0: Hi, you're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Rhett, who has no idea what the
1: topic is going to be about.
0: I did not know you were here.
1: Yeah, no. we. I did did not know. We just did
0: one. I was looking over there. I was doing an intro to a podcast. This podcast. My podcast. Our podcast.
1: Excuse me? Our podcast. The one we do. Yeah. The Dollop. Got two Lyft drivers to listen to the dollop, so let me know if you see a bump. <laughs>
0: God, do you want a little hit a do? I'll do one bump. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gera. Steve Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people.
1: Is it for fun? And this
0: is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are there. Queen Fakey of Made Uptown.
1: <laughs> All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to
0: mingle and do what? Pray. I Gabby. No. I see done, my friend. No. <laughs> if the you can't if you do hear thunder, it's cause we're recording this in Washington DC in a hotel room and there's uh outside outside of this hotel room is the worst weather known to humankind.
1: Well and you know the thing is that it's so humid here that as normally I'd be
0: like, "Great rain," but what it really means no. is just awful it's humidity just hot, is coming. Hot, wet rain. Yeah, the, I just I I walked on the street and it's like these people are all walking like they're dead, like they died already. Yeah, and they have to get somewhere. No, it was kind of like walking death. around a cartoon. March fourth. Sure. eighteen oh eight. Already. Robert Waterman was born in Hudson, New York. Okay. To Thaddeus. And Eliza Waterman, sure. The third of four children, okay. All of whom lived past childhood. Wow, yeah, man, it's shocking. That's a that's a hundred percent. That's a lot for yeah. them. His father Thaddeus uh, was a Nantucket whaling captain who died when Robert was eight. Okay, died from whaling. Uh let's just pretend like that. Can what we just happened. say he was eaten by a whale? Yeah, he was on? eaten by a whale. Thank you. The family moved to Fairfield, Connecticut, and Robert's mother died in 1820 when he was 12. You know, we know how she died. Can we saw uh, well? also eaten by a whale. Eaten by a whale too. The boy, that, the, odd,
1: the odds of having four kids live and then the parents both being eaten by yeah. a whale.
0: I know it's crazy, but it's that, really that was astronomical. That was the time, and that was Connecticut. Back yeah, then. that's Connecticut. Um, so he's 12, which means he's basically an adult back then. They're For like, sure. "You're on your own." Uh, so what is the 12 year old boy?
1: She's eight. <laughs>
0: What does a twelve-year-old boy do when he's on his own? Well, he went to sea aboard a China trading ship.
1: Of course, I was gonna.
0: That's let exactly, me guess next time. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah, yeah, get on a Chinese ship. So there were well-established trade routes between the U.S. and China. American ships brought back tea, silk, and opium. Sure, which we which, which we we'll just find. yeah. Robert Waterman was once ordered to climb the ship's mast to look for land while strong winds were blowing. When your
1: last name's Waterman, do you have much of a choice but to become no pretty choice. aquatic? None. You've got to get involved somehow.
0: You don't have a choice. Yeah,
1: You're Leg- a Waterman. Legally, you have to. And meet the ocean boy. Back in the water.
0: Put him back in his pool. Put him in his pool. Throw
1: the fish tails at him.
0: After slipping... Waterman managed to quickly grab onto a rope, but ripped out all of his fingernails. So well, that's just life that on the boat.
1: When And when he slipped, someone was trying to say, there's water, man. But he was like, how are you? That's
0: not true. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's in the book My Parents eaten by Whales. This was his life for many years. Just walking and slipping on a ship. By 1821... At the age of twenty one, okay, sorry, at eighteen twenty nine, at the age of twenty one, okay, Robert Waterman was said to be the finest first mate, the youngest first mate on record. I put "finest" in there because I was thinking he might be pretty. Yeah, he's like fine. in my mind, there's a very is he fine, pretty gentleman, right. uh, just blossoming in front of us. If you
1: want to assume these are, yeah,
0: very attractive men. So yeah, he's got his shirt off you? a lot. Uh,
1: this, right? Wow, he's
0: doing push-ups. ah,
1: ah so sweaty and then, and then down, Dave was here.
0: And then down the crew quarters, things are tight. And uh, there's a lot of massages. We should probably spoon for heat. So this is when he was on the freight ship Britannia, which became his first command during a trip to South America. 21. 21. 21.
1: 21. 21. Yep. I mean, he started at 12. so you
0: got a bit of a jump. Well, that's true. So in 1836 at age 37, Waterman accepted command of the Cotton Freighter Natchez built in new Orleans and owned by the Manhattan merchant company who okay. I think we're all big fans of. Yeah. He started to become known for his speed and finding new faster routes. Okay. So he's like a fucking ship innovator. Sure. Route quick quicker.
1: Is that <laughs> possibly any turn? No,
0: I think so. I don't think so. Uh, On the Natchez, he sailed to uh, the west coast of South America, then to uh, China, and he did it in nine months, 26 days, and the passage home from China in 94 days. So these are records. He's killing it. He's fucking killing it. Right. In 1845, he sailed 3,955 miles in 78 days, six hours, setting a new record. Okay. His crew is not the best. Oh. Another captain wrote quote the crews they shipped were a caution packet rats they were called and that was an insult to the rats <laughs> okay brawlers sea lawyers pimps sea lawyers i don't i don't know what just happened there i get brawlers and pimps drunkards no goods all and then he throws in sea lawyers i represent the octopus Well, that's why you're in a group with ruffians, because there is no need to represent an octopus. Uh,
1: I would actually like to call to the stand the grouper. I am suing plankton! I represent seaweed, and, uh... On behalf of Coral... Coral? Coral! (laughs) Who has an actual case. Yeah, actual case. (laughs) Yeah. Uh...
0: So all these guys liked short runs. They didn't like to go on a long journey. Sure, I get that. In and out, yeah, right? Sure. Uh, a few weeks at sea, and then uh, the dives of Liverpool or New York till they finished their pay. Then another ship and another drink. Young Bob Bully Waterman should be considered one of the smartest skippers in the American Merchant Marine. He was a character around New York. Kids followed him. Sailors cheered him. Even his own men. They were proud to serve under such a captain. He made them all heroes. He was a smart dresser and soft-spoken when ashore. Bully. So he's he's like a, he's like a, a boat celebrity. Oh, okay,
1: that's cool. So it's like
0: <laughs> because he's making fucking records. Sure. like he's like the dude that's right. Yeah, he's a like Chuck Yeager like, of his time. Sure, he's yeah, he's he's the boat guy. It's cool. It's fucking crazy. A society woman on one of his ships said he was tall and gaunt profane, and even cruel on the ship's deck, but he was a gentle and kind to women. Okay. This was a time when it was difficult to find sailors. Ship owners and captains complained because they could not get young men to become sailors. All right. From the Daily Alta California newspaper, quote, when the men, the ruffians and cutthroats, were all on board and down in their quarters, sleeping off the poisonous Shanghai liquor... (laughs)
1: well that's loaded is this an editorial
0: (laughs) (laughs) they remain for some hours in a state of beastly insensibility until the stern voice of the first mate orders sleepers do come on deck perhaps out of perhaps out of a crew of 20 or 25 men there can be found but half who are fit to work the rest too drunk to stand wow so that's drunk yeah i mean that's 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 why it's drunk. called a, a party boat.
1: It is a party boat.
0: I didn't know. Once the ship set out, it became quickly obvious who were the experienced sailors and who were the green hands. Okay. The green hands wouldn't even know the meaning of words being shouted by the captain and officers.
1: Right. So that's an
0: easy way to tell. Oh, yeah. For me, I'd be like, what's a... The stern is the witch? Port side man! Get moving! What? The stern! port." God Are you damn talking it. about an after dinner wine? Starboard, fool! Starboard! Starboard! Yes! Oh, that's a movie with Michael Douglas. Oh my God! Uh, where they create like a like a secret court? I'm thinking of Star Chamber.
1: I represent Star Chamber. <laughs> I'm the Star Attorney.
0: Uh, 50% of men on the ships had no idea what they were doing when they got there and had to learn fast. Okay. And it was dangerous work. Hungover, tired, and drunk men did not make for a good crew. The officers took to beating the men, shall we say, to motivate.
1: That's an interesting tactic.
0: I mean, it works. Yeah. Quote, the officers... (laughs) I think we've learned it doesn't work. No, that's how this podcast gets done. If you're not funny, the beating you get, people don't... People don't know, but I when we do the podcast, I have a sock full of batteries.
1: Let's not peel the curtain back too far. But yeah, Dave has a sock full of batteries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes there's a dud. Mm -hmm. And uh, when there is, Dave will uh, look at me and he'll hit the stop record button and we'll take about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dave will just welt up my back and the back of my legs with a sock full of, of D batteries.
0: Right. Now. Continue. This is the same way Hee Haw was made.
1: That's exactly right. And I'll tell you, the product is almost as good. Thank you. Yes.
0: Quote, the officers led by the captain generally come off victorious when the men, with numerous cracked heads and bloody faces, turn to and go to work. Wow. So it. So they're beating the shit out of the crew. And then they're working. To make them work. <laughs> okay.
1: Seems pretty straightforward.
0: Uh, from the Daily Alta, quote, men who so impose on the master of a vessel cannot be treated gently. They must be forced to learn their duty in short order. This force forcing process is anything but pleasant to those who have to submit to it. And it creates among the men. Why do you think the numbers dropped? (laughs) I don't know
1: why they can't get guys to work on the ship. Was there a reason that people didn't want to go out for these?
0: I don't know. You know, millennials are lazy. It is millennials. It is total millennial behavior. Um, uh, so, it creates, among the men themselves, a most woeful state of demoralization, such as fights in the quarters with each other, collisions with the officers on decks. And, in fact, there is no end to this state of utter discomfort and wretchedness. There are many sea captains who would be glad to see some of these great abuses end, but they are perfectly powerless in the grasp of the dollar-loving owners. So, there we go. <laughs> right, so, so the the ship's captain, the owners, I mean, just want their ships moving and bringing in product, so they don't give a shit how they get a crew. Right, and anybody with a brain is not getting on a ship now because it's so brutal. Right, so they're just grabbing people, forcing them to work because they need to make their runs in time. Uh, so they're just brutalizing human beings. Sounds cool. The living situation for sailors was horrendous. Okay. They lived It doesn't sound like that. They lived in a den under the deck at the forward part of the ship. It was usually triangular in shape around 18 feet long. That's pretty tight. Along the sides were bunks, some of which had to accommodate two men. Oh, A couple of bros. It's, it's just That's the only imagine the smell. That's a seniority situation. What do you mean, like newbies? The who, yeah, newbies bunk together. Yeah,
1: but if you if you've been if this isn't your first rodeo, you're sprawled out comfortably in your 18 foot triangular room in your own bed.
0: Yeah, have you ever seen the movie Cabin Boy? Yes, it's a lot like that. That's very <laughs> realistic. Uh, is that, that was a documentary, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Many slept without covers. The door was just a little square opening in the deck, and then there was a climb down a steep ladder that was covered in grease and dirt. That's good. It smelled horrendous. You called that.
1: Well, Dave, I think uh, I, I think it's easy
0: to make those calls. Often at the bottom, there was water ankle deep. Sure. This is really cool. This is fun. A grimy lamp was continually burning. As the ship rolled from side to side, they'd see and hear the swash of filthy water on the deck. Ugh. That actually sounds kind of calming, though. Well, it sounds calming when you've got what's happening behind That's us. classic DC. Yeah. And this is why Shanghaiing men was the rage. The president just tweeted. <laughs> From the New York Times, quote, hundreds of sailors were captured in the city, usually in the saloons, and beaten into insensibility to awaken when the ship was at sea and the captain an absolute tyrant.
1: So th- the, we heard this on some on, on another yeah, yeah. one, but uh, the, just beating and throwing them on ships, and then you're like, oh, sh- no.
0: Yeah, Shanghai Kelly, and it might have been in another one, too. Yeah, but that was the thing. You would... You know, there, it was, there was a, a huge market. Unfair. It was a huge market, Seems right? a little unfair. Well, don't be drinking and hanging around. Okay. Since it is inevitable that the sailor ashore will spend his money without a thought of tomorrow, he lives a slave to the Crimps. The Crimps? Uh, that's an Eddie Murphy movie. Sure. In 1846, the Manhattan Merchant Company was building a an opium-running clipper ship called the Sea Witch, for Robert Waterman to command. Well, nothing strange about that sentence. As he waited for the vessel to be constructed, he met and married Cordelia Sterling. He left soon after on the Sea Witch. So he got married. Sure. New York uh, Herald quotes...
1: Sometimes I don't know who's the Sea Witch, the boat I'm on or that (laughs) that Cordelia (laughs) bag at home.
0: (laughs) He's funny, too. He's funny, too.
1: Sometimes I don't know... uh... No. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, it was enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, just
0: quit in your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. The New York Herald quote: "This is the most regal vessel we have ever seen, and no less striking is Captain Bob Waterman's fresh young bride. She swung the bottle of champagne against the hull and christened the handsomest ship sailing out of New York." So this is like page six. Like he's like a fucking celebrity, right? Right? He's yeah. like a boat celebrity. Yeah, he's a boat celeb newspapers wrote
1: he's about liberty
0: yeah and newspapers at this time are he's writing, a celeb we're writing a lot about ships
1: of course i mean god it's such exciting stuff
0: Shipbuilding and what ships arrived in port sure and who and what cargo was on them
1: oh my god i mean i already want to just get all the info i can on these <laughs> exciting tales
0: ships also brought letters and news from around the world and the other side of the united states papers would announce the arrival of a ship 3 weeks from New York or a month out of China
1: <laughs> and people were like oh my god oh boy
0: the papers wrote of waterman and the sea witch setting a record of 81 days from China in a monsoon quote on her second voyage captain waterman brought the sea witch to New York on March 15th 1848 76 days out from Canton a new world record f- record for a sailing vessel Very all very exciting that stuff is, for I the, mean just the, the public. My blood is just yeah, you my can feel it. up you can yeah. feel it things really opened up for the american clipper ships in 1849 because of a, a british navigation laws which were ended and that ended an english monopoly uh, on trade also the discovery of gold in california to get manufactured goods to san francisco you needed a ship quote For a dollar in New York, you could rent a hotel room in the Astor House. A dollar in San Francisco bought a single egg. So there's fucking money to be had in ships. Right. Okay. From an old sea book, quote, Though federal legislation legally prohibited captains from flogging their crews, they freely wielded belaying pins, which are metal or wooden rods used in the sail rigging, marlin spikes, a large spike used on ships, or their bare fists all to keep the crew in line sounds like flogging so it's illegal but accepted like everyone knows that's what's happening everyone's like yeah we yeah you beat the sailors i mean what are you going to do well, most of them are drunk anyway so what are you going to do you got to hit them with a big spike right illegal, in their face let's not do anything about it america not us in 1849, Bob Bully Waterman turned the sea witch over to his first mate and started captaining steamships. Okay. He ran gold Seekers between New York and California. And gold secrets? Seekers. Gold seekers. So he's running the gold rush guys from New York, California, and making shitloads of money. Sure. He made enough money to buy a farm and then announced he was retiring. Nice. I like that. Bully. He moved to Susan Valley in California and, Northeast of San Francisco There he got into a partnership And became su- successful raising cattle And growing lima beans To sell gold rush miners Okay So the classic lima and cattle they like, story
1: Sure The b- miners like the beans, huh? Love the beans
0: Cool But apparently the sea called Bob Waterman back Ah uh, She calls me oh, I hear? Uh, I go to sleep at night in the beans And all I hear is the
1: sea a-crashing Cordy, I might need to make another trip
0: out to the sea. Daily Alta, California, August 16th, 1850, quote, The favorite New York steamship, the Northerner, and Captain Waterman arrived in the harbor at dawn yesterday morning. There was delay of six or seven hours because of the non-appearance of the health officer at the ship's arrival in the harbor. The passengers, many of whom were sick with Panama fever, were kept in suspense until it suited the convenience of his, quote, Medical majesty to permit the vessel a free pass to the city
1: shots fired (laughs) So wait that dude just didn't show up and these guys had
0: a they had to wait on the ship even though dying dying of malaria Oh my god, the passengers thank waterman for the kind and hospitable treatment. They received which thanks for the illness Rendered their voyage most agreeable except for the dying part besides them But captain waterman wasn't too fond of steamships and he went back to his farm Okay then NL and G Griswold Company decided to build a hundred and fifty thousand dollar clipper ship called the Challenge.
1: Oh, oh boy.
0: This was twice what they spent on any clipper to date. All right. So this is a big deal. It's a big deal. Someone's blowing it out. Clipper Nation. But they regularly made between four hundred thousand and seven hundred thousand from a single cargo. It's
1: a lot of money back then, right? So a hundred fifty thousand I mean, dollar ship is
0: gonna pay for itself. Yeah. The challenge was 2,100 tons, 240 feet in length, 46 feet across, 25 inches deep. Who are you going to get to run this? And to captain the most expensive ship, they wanted the best. Of course. They invited Captain Bob Bully Waterman to sail the ship in 1851. It was rumored he would get a $10,000 bonus if he put the ship into San Francisco in 90 days.
1: Oh, dear. Newt, what? What? I just, we have our plot. (laughs) The bus just went 55.
0: Newspapers went on and on about the ship. Quote, the ship's sides are smooth as cabinet work and every line in woodwork corresponds with the rest. And
1: we're crazy.
0: And or broadside on, her appearance is truly beautiful. She could not have been more perfect to the eye.
1: I'll be honest, when everybody went home that night, I went around the back and had sex with the vessel.
0: I found a vagina on the boat.
1: They call it the challenge because you couldn't find where I put it.
0: After that uh, little part I read, the article. Uh, newspaper article continued with three columns filled with detailed descriptions of the ship, types <laughs> of wood used on the decks... <laughs> For the beams in the cabins, etc., the size and construction of the it, sails, it, it dimensions, be, beam size, it legs.
1: Would be well, first of all, it doesn't matter the size of the beam. It's what you do with it. But I, it would be great to live in a time where this was life was so simple that you were like, Honey, you've got to read this article on a boat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my God, the beams down in the deck are oh, remarkable.
1: This is just, I, the more the better. I, this is a fascinating story of a boat. Four inches across this beam. Wow, this is unbelievable. Four,
0: I would like to get my eyes so on that. Ambitious. So ambitious. Ambitious. And smooth. And I, hear it smooth. Has, I hear the stern as a vagina.
1: Oh, yeah, I've had sex with it. Oh!
0: Yes tremendous yes don't tell Helen on his first day as captain before even setting sail Bob a bully waterman argued and fired his first mate okay good start as the challenge was at anchor in the New York City Harbor a boat from a nearby ship rode alongside okay so they've got like a buddy boat it's a rowboat guy comes guy comes in a rowboat from a nearby ship okay he's just saying hey it was James Douglas, Okay. who was known as Black Douglas, who was one of the toughest first mates in the fleet. Okay. He hailed Captain Waterman, who immediately recognized him. Black Douglas explained that he was forced to be tough on the crew of the ship he had just left, and so now it was unsafe for him to go to port.
1: Well, because he was going to get some yeah, comeuppance?
0: Yeah, he <laughs> he'd been bad. Okay. He'd been a bad, bad boy. So he's looking for a job and wanted to immediately go back to sea. This worked out pretty well. Yeah. I mean, if you're just rowing around looking for a job. You're fired. You can't hey,
1: go. you're great. You need to go out again? Get up here.
0: <laughs> Boy, what is this, a movie? Waterman hired Douglas on the spot as first mate. A tough first mate is exactly what Waterman was looking for. Quote, he knew strict discipline would be necessary with this crew since it was comp- comprised of criminals, sick, and Shanghai men enlisted while they were drunk in waterfront f- bars. Indeed, some of them were among the most desperate characters that ever sailed out of the port of New York. I just uh, Of all the bad decisions one
1: makes when intoxicated, waking up on a ship. Oh, not good.
0: Just... But Waterman really didn't fully understand how horrible his crew was until he was actually sailing off the coast.
1: Okay, so he was right.
0: And at that point, he seriously considered taking the ship back to New York to get another crew. But then he realized it would cost the owners quite a bit. Each crew had already received three months' advance wages, which they would keep after being fired. And then he'd have to go and find a new crew and pay them the same amount. Right. Right. Not to mention the loss of time turning the ship round. So we decided to keep the ship on course. Okay. The crew of the Challenge was made up of fifty-six men and eight boys. Okay, eight boys. I think you. I don't know a lot about this time, but I think the boys are for eating. You eat the boys. Is that true? I think so. Yeah. To avoid scurvy.
1: Oh, okay. So, if I know my got medi- a lemony zest.
0: If I know my medicine. After giving orders to Douglas, Waterman called all hands on deck and gave a speech in which he said that the men would find out that they were on board a good and comfortable ship with plenty to eat and very little work to do.
1: Uh Uh Uh-huh. It's going
0: to be fun, boys! Yeah,
1: I think at the end of this you'll have a good time. The challenge... that's what this is all about. The
0: challenge is not to have
1: fun. All right. Everyone gather round. We're going to play some songs.
0: (laughs) Play some songs?
1: Yeah, we're going to sing and play some songs.
0: (laughs) Play songs. Or play some songs like on the okay. sale but when the officers gave them orders he told them they must willingly and quickly obey he also said he hoped none of them had brought pistols or weapons on board, as those sort of things make trouble at sea. Well, we have some foreshadowing. I hope you haven't brought a gun or a machete or anything of that nature. It, get, it gets weird out here.
1: Yes, it uh, makes the flogging difficult when you're armed. It's very
0: stabby. Yeah. But he was apparently not dealing with a normal crew. Daily out the quote. These able seamen were not sailormen at all, but... Blacklegs of the vilest type, who had taken the job as a means of getting to the California gold mines.
1: Okay, so no interest in doing the work, just looking for a free ride.
0: Uh, a blackleg at that time was a swindler, a cheat, possibly from the long black top boots professional sports gamblers wore then. That's a giveaway. I didn't That's know a... that they did that.
1: Yeah, well, if you want people to not know that you're a great gambler, just wear shoes, not boots. Like
0: sneakers. Yeah, some sneaks, some Adidas. And then things got immediately bad. According to the paper, quote, it also developed that many of the men had contracted a loathsome disease, most difficult to cure at sea. And at one time, 17 of the crew were laid up and off duty with many more crewmen faking illness and injury.
1: Oh, that's great. The fake.
0: But I got to say, if if you're sick, and I assume if you're sick, like stuff's coming out of you on both holes. Okay. Then I don't want to be downstairs with you in the sleeping area. No, I'll work. Remember how we heard about how guys handle that situation on a boat? Um, There's a rope. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, God. There's a rope. It's a wiping rope. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: From a Sailor's Diary quote. Thanks for the callback. Off the Cape, we took a snow squall. It lasted two days, and during the time, we did not gain a mile on our passage. During the gale, we lost three men. It was on a cold morning, and the sail was flapping very hard. The sailor next to me was thrown overboard by the sail and drowned. Oh, wow. About five minutes later, two more went. One struck the deck and was killed. The other went overboard and drowned. Oh, such cold weather I never saw in my life. The ship was rolling her rail under both sides. The sea ran mountains high and would come over the sides. We had the worst passage that we could have done. (sighs)
1: That
0: sounds horrible such a set of sailors there never was before in any other ship in this wide world out of 56 only 10 Americans now maybe you won't believe it but I tell you it is the truth out of the 10 Americans seven of them were boys Wow so there's three adult Americans okay I don't think that makes a difference I don't think it makes a difference but he's upset that it's mostly foreign guys and oh, okay. the only Americans are right little little ones right they took our jobs that nobody wants waterman continued north but the trade winds pushed him back the sky filled dark uh, with clouds so he could not fix his position by the stars and had no idea where he was when the storm broke the challenge was 66 days out of new york and they had not yet reached the equator in the pacific okay while the chances of setting a record passage were gone he still wanted to make a good time can he hit the 90 days still no no okay It was uh, What he was known for Right After all So he's still gonna do it Because of his crazy pride It it dictated uh, And he was soon Taking his frustrations Out on the crew Even though Two men Just died of dysentery Ugh God Ugh That's a terrible way to go Ugh After 108 days The challenge sailed Into San Francisco Harbor Flying the distress flag A rival (laughs) clipper ship The Flying Cloud Had made it In 89 days Oh snap Yeah Yeah. And how many of them died of dysentery? They got a write-up, huh? Yeah. The Daily Alta reported the trouble of the ship uh, on October 30th, 1851. Quote, the arrival of the Challenge, this splendor clipper ship, commanded by Captain Waterman, whose arrival has been so impatiently awaited at this port, arrived yesterday at 1 p.m. The Challenge has experienced an unusual mortality, 10 men having died on board since the ship left New York. A few days before her arrival, a the difficulty... paper just sounds so boring. Yeah. Okay, so it says 10 men yeah. died, right? It's a lot. And then it says, a few days before her arrival, a difficulty occurred on board between the first mate, Douglas, and some of the sailors, the mate having been stabbed. Shit. He got stabbed. Yeah, Douglas got stabbed. The challenge is the largest ship that has ever visited this port and is a beautiful vessel. Ah, oh, here we go. Yeah, getting to the meat of it. After reporting on the stabbing and the deaths, the following paragraphs of the story describe the ship <laughs> <laughs> in detail. But
1: let's not bury the lead. Types of wood. Uh-huh. Length of sails. <laughs> oh, sure.
0: Size of cabins, uh-huh. etc.
1: Uh-huh. Isn't that news that could be divulged at any point? <laughs> It doesn't need to be the day that it comes in when ten men are dead.
0: Captain Waterman informs us that she is a noble sea boat and behaved well off Cape Horn during the heavy storms. Okay,
1: for sure. <laughs> so they just don't even want to hear it.
0: Well, if you're reading the story, you're like, I want to hear about the stabbing! No, oh, no. hold on. How about those beams? Oh, look at the beams. Why don't they have pictures with these stories? Oh, they don't have pictures yet. Excuse me? I was saying, why don't they have pictures with the story in the paper, but they don't have pictures yet. Don't we have don't them. have photographs. Photographs? F- Cameras haven't been invented, son. <laughs> Emmett Brown? What? That's a
1: Back to the Future joke. <laughs> a terrible one.
0: But the people of the city seem to be more focused on the deaths and whatever happened on the oh, ship. Oh, so they
1: were, they were like, eh, it sounds like a great ship. Ten are dead? Yeah, Okay. basically. Good. So
0: there are normal humans. Rumors and reports swirled about the conduct of Captain Waterman and first mate... Black Douglas towards his crew during the voyage. The next day, the Daily Alta reported, quote, we have made particular inquiries respecting some of them and will state that however true a certain portion of the reports may be, there are many that are absolutely false and it would do well for the public to reserve their opinion at least until it is known which of the stories can be relied upon. Okay. But the sailors were talking. Fake news and they started gathering in large numbers in boats and on the wharf, hoping to catch Waterman and Douglas to lynch them. Okay, so they... not not polling great. No, things have, things have gone south for Bob Waterman. Sure. Bully. But Waterman had gone on shore the day the ship arrived and was now said to be hidden in a secure place. Okay. Not Douglas, however. Ugh. The boatman and sailors gathered on all sides of the ship to prevent black douglas from escaping the crowd on shore increased to hundreds oh boy many thought there was no possibility of douglas escaping so they rowed up toward sansom street tied the boats and walked down to the wharf to join the crowd okay the left side of the ship farthest from the wharf was now unwatched Okay. It's a dumb plan. They yeah. Had, they had the ships around it. Yeah, and then they were and like- they a bunch of guys I'm going to be with that- Hey, there's a bunch of guys over there.
1: I want to hang out with the, the group of guys. So they went over- Okay, so they were like, he's not going to be able to get out of here. I'm so confident he won't. Let's ignore one side of it. The whole side. Right.
0: Douglas then leapt over the side of the ship into a, a rowboat a friend had waiting for him. The two men rowed toward the city. So now everyone's watching. Oh, they can see, they know. They see him, yeah, because right. he, he came right. out from behind the boat, right. and and there he is! Uh, and a bunch of sailors then went after them in their boats. Okay, in their rowboats? Yes, yeah, so everyone's So going, it's a murder it's row. A row, boat death row. It's a rowboat off. It's a, a row race. Death row. Death row. got Death row. We got row. it. They followed him, uh, so he lands, and they followed him to where he lands, hoping to catch him and hang him. Um, but after he ju- after he got out of the boat, he ran into some bushes. Okay, and boy, he-
1: they were really not prepared for things no. that you'd think they would
0: be. It's hard. It's hard. Once someone goes into bushes in the yeah. 1800s, forget nice. it. Nice. Oh, he's in the bushes. <sighs> we almost had him. Almost. Dusk came, and they were unable to find Douglas. Rumors hit the streets. One was that Waterman had cleared the ship's decks of a crowd by pointing a swivel cannon at them, but he was not at the ship. Okay. So rumors are fucking.
1: These are crazy, right? So people are now
0: fake news losing it fake news The next day a large crowd of sailors gathered near Pacific Wharf and arrested Captain lands The man who has had assisted Douglas in the rowboat. His name
1: is Captain lands.
0: Yeah I mean, it's a good name
1: waterman and this guy's Captain lands
0: I mean you were you were born into a job clearly
1: and I'm Dougie Rowe
0: uh, after a quote, a uh, series of outrages, Lamb told them where Douglas was. Okay. <laughs> a series of outrages. The bush. Is, a series of outrages is no, nothing I ever want written about what's happened to me. Right,
1: so it's a beating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a store on uh, a street near Montgomery. They went and searched the building, but he was not there. A pair of pants were found in the store Aha that were recognized and swore by some of the men on the ship to be Douglas'. He's out there bottomless. <laughs> running.
1: Well, those are his pants, Jimmy! He's out there running like Daffy Duck. Hey, Larry,
0: you were on the ship. Are these his pants?
1: Oh, yeah. Those are definitely his pants.
0: We got him. Yeah. He's naked out there.
1: Yeah. Let me sniff him, and then I'll tell you for sure. What's
0: going on Not right now? Yeah, those are his.
1: Those are his. Don't do that again. I mean, let me have a sniff, and then no, I'll, no, 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 no. Those are definitely. I don't even need to sniff them. Those are his. I feel a little nauseous. Those are his. Like boat nauseous. Those are his. And he's hand to me, and let me put let me, just put. let me put my face in the crotch and sniff. Does Jam- let me just put my face in the crotch and
0: sniff. Does Dramamine work for when you're freaked out?
1: Oh yeah, these are his. Uh, these are his. Look, smell that crotch. You tell me those are. I'm not his? gonna smell, smell the, crotch. the crotch. Those are Douglas. Smell it. I know how. It was smell hot. the butt part. How would I know how the butt part smells? The smell. That's him. That's him. I'm 100%. Let's do this. I'm in. I'm going to bring the pants with me, as a matter of fact. You know? Keep sniffing them, and maybe I'll pick up his scent. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get out of here. High five. Come on. Don't touch him. Come on. Don't touch him. Come on, guys. Hey, I got somebody to lynch. Yeah, we're going to lynch Douglas.
0: Oh, butt smell Larry.
1: (laughs) It just says on his tombstone. (laughs) Smell the crotch. What of the greatest crotch smellers of all time? Oh, these are his. <laughs> these are not his.
0: Um, quote, his escape exasperated the crowd almost to madness, and threats of lynching the owner, owners of the store were freely shouted. Okay. A clerk addressed the mob, now numbering around 200, denying all knowledge of the first mate's whereabouts. Okay. So what happened was, is the fucking land fella... Captain Land. Captain Land tells them he's in some store. They go, he was never in that fucking store, and they see some pants that look like his, but it's bullshit. Uh,
1: those are those, aren't, those are the pants? Okay. Hand them to me. Let me take a rip. No. Let me just take a rip. It's not. Don't ever say rip. Let me take a well, rip of the crotch.
0: Let me hit the crotch real quick with my nose. The mayor and sheriff came and pledged that both Captain Wa- uh, Waterman and First Mate Douglas would be arrested and placed before proper tribunals. Soon after they spoke... A rumor that the first mate had fled towards the river swept through the crowd and they all ran off.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) They are like Mob 101. (laughs) They are just ready to go.
0: Montgomery Street was again quiet. Okay, so now we had intrigue along with outrage. From the California Courier paper, quote, The ship challenge has arrived and Captain Waterman, the commander, has also, Where are nine of his crew and where is he and his guilty mate? The accounts given of the conduct of Waterman towards his men, if true, make him one of the most inhuman monsters of this age. Sure. If they are true, he should be burned alive. So, I mean,
1: he he just beat the shit out of people.
0: (laughs) But you shouldn't say, if they are true, he should be burned alive. That's bad. Violence solves nothing. Burn him. That's bad reporting. Uh, That's a report. What about wait for evidence? That is a report. If they are true, he should be burned alive. He never should leave this city alive, man. Well, you just, you've already said it. You're going to burn him alive. Nine of his men are missing, and the sailors who are here declare that four were shaken from the topsail into the sea where they were drowned, and five of them died from the effects of wounds and ill treatment. Other sailors who have been maimed were removed to Marine Hospital. The scene at this time on board of the ship defies all description. Five of the sailors mangled and bruised in the most shocking manner. One poor fellow died today, and five others, it is expected, will soon be in the embrace of death. One of the men now lying on his deathbed has been severely injured in his genitals by a kick from the brute in human form. Oh my God. Had these poor men been in a den. Broke his genitals? That's what it sounds like, yeah. That's a, quite a kick. That's why it's called the General Breaker, though. Oh, that's right. Had these poor men been put in a den with bears and panthers, they could not have been much more inhumanely and shockingly maimed. Well, I am going to throw up an objection. I, I'm also going to throw a flag on this one. Also, where's their den of bears and panthers? Yeah, those are I hanging want to out. I wanna know about this place. Yeah. I want to go there. No,
1: the bears are petting the panthers. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's animated, I think.
0: The captain, this vile monster, has made his escape, and so has his brutal first mate. It is an infamous outrage to have such a bloody murderer to command a (laughs) ship. It is noted for his cruelty everywhere, and in the streets of New York, he dare not show himself, nor dare he now show himself in this city. If he is not removed, we hope this community will not permit such a monster to sail out of this port. As captain of any vessel, in all sincerity, we hope the monster be (laughs) caught and dealt with in the severest manner. Okay,
1: we get it, dude. He needs to be killed. We get it.
0: So after that editorial hit the streets, the mob went back to the Montgomery Street store and demanded Captain Waterman be handed over. (sighs) Even though they were like... We're just a store. Yeah. No, give it to us. The rumor was that Captain Waterman had given himself up to authorities and was confined somewhere near Montgomery Street. So they figured it was the store.
1: Sure. That makes total sense. <laughs> was there any rationale?
0: The crowd wanted to rationale? They just No, it doesn't were, okay. seem like there sure, was. Sure. Okay. The mayor ordered the bell uh, of the monumental fire engine company to be rung to call together the citizens in order to disperse the mob.
1: Okay, so now he's getting a mob to get rid of the mob. I guess,
0: yeah. Yeah, basically. Okay. The members of the Vigilance Committee came out in large...
1: I'm a big fan of the Vigilance Committee.
0: ...in large numbers and offered their services to the mayor to deal with the mob. Would you like the Vigilance Committee? (laughs) The Vigilance... Or the
1: Pound Squad! (laughs) The (laughs) Pound Squad!
0: The Vigilance Committee wore red flannel shirts and black slouched hats with pistols and Bowie knives stuck in their leather belts, trousers tucked into the tops of their cowhide boots. Anything with a uniform, I'm out. Right? Yeah, anytime they're just like, we dress
1: like this. It's like, no, we don't. No.
0: But the Vigilance Committee was a Vigilance Committee, and they demanded that the captain and first mate be turned over for the purposes of justice.
1: We just want them to wear the outfit we have.
0: The mayor told the mob, quote, I shall now give you just 10 minutes to disperse. And if you fail to comply, I shall order every last one of you to be incarcerated in the city Bastille. In other words, we'll put every damn one of you in jail. So he probably said Bastille and they were all like, uh. Jail, you idiot.
1: Ah, you, f-
0: oh, okay, you brainless okay, I morons.
1: I don't speak France. You lump, lumps of meat. Or, or. Without a.
0: I don't mind. I don't speak Span- S- Spain Spanish you idiot. Fra- I don't speak French. You
1: stupid shits.
0: I don't speak Portugal. You'll rot behind
1: bars. You'll go to jail. Luxembourg. It's going to be a real tete-a-tete.
0: Daily the quote.
1: I'm having déjà vu.
0: At the end the crowd had mostly left. They however but soon reassembled on Pacific Wharf in large numbers. Here a proposition was made to scuttle the so ship. So it's
1: basically like whack a mob
0: Or burn it.
1: Where you just get rid of them and then they go to another yeah. area.
0: And now they're going to burn the ship.
1: Okay, they're going to burn the, that's the challenge?
0: That's what they're saying. Uh, <laughs> but ma- it's such a beauty. This was stated by one person who stood atop a box that it was the owner's fault that the outrages were committed. Well, you just needed a box and a dream back okay, then. Okay, this guy, oh, this guy's sort of onto something. We Wait, found he's it.
1: saying it's, a, oh, right, yeah. so he's
0: going to the top. Well, he we found a socialist. Right, he did. Uh... So, it's the owner's fault that they knew the character of the captain and should not have shipped such a man. No violence was, however, committed. The U.S. Marshal went on board the vessel and dispersed the crowd, informing the sailors that if they had any complaint to make, they might go with him. Okay. Complaints were then made, and yesterday the authorities were searching for Captain Waterman and Douglas. Okay. Okay. Papers reported it was believed Douglas had run off in the direction of San Jose and that there were warrants against Waterman charging him with, quote, murder and with knocking a man down. Well,
1: what, what Why? Why have that on the I mean, what is the point of pursuing the knocking <laughs> a man down when you have nine counts of possible murder? You have been charged with murder.
0: Also, sir, in a more disgusting charge, you knocked a man down. I regret knocking him down. Do you know what that does to a fella? It hurts him. On the inside? It
1: demeans him, I know. After I knocked him down, I... feel real bad. uh, Did you say real bad? Real bad. You're adorable and right, so I I can't stay mad at this situation or you. You knocked a man down. You are charged with assassination of the president and kicking dirt.
0: I did not kick. (laughs) How dare you? Uh, Waterman was said to be ready to stand trial and turn himself over to the U.S. Marshal as soon as he was was certain that he wouldn't be lynched by a mob. Okay. Totally fair. Fair. That assurance? That's fair, yeah. Douglas was indeed on his way to San Jose. Around 50 sailors went on the road in search of him. He was found in a horse cart with two other men. They were planning to take him where he could board a steamship headed for Panama. Oh, yeah. He was shit-faced oh, boy. <laughs> when they found him and said, quote, I'm Douglas. My name is Douglas among sailors, soldiers, and gentlemen. I whipped him, and I'll whip him again. Well, gentlemen, if you want to hang me, here's a pretty tree. Do it like men. Well, Dave, hmm?
1: I, um... Yep. I feel like knowing this time period a little bit more after doing this podcast, my guess is that this guy's going to be killed by
0: hanging. No. Instead, he was taken to the county jail and turned over to the sheriff. That is very, very adult. All the way to the jail, Douglas insisted upon taking a drink at every bar they passed. And they said... Yes. What? (laughs) What
1: What kind of... I don't know. So, okay. Uh, I talked to Douglas. and um, Right. He's, so he wants to make a deal. Okay. Um, he's not willing to go along with a lynching. I, now, look, I know we all saw this as a lynching, but I think what we really want is we want him to get a message. So I, I said, you know, okay, w- w- jail. Um, now... on the way to the jail, we're going to need to stop at every bar so that he can have a drink.
0: That's a pub crawl. uh,
1: Well, what he said was it's a a jail... We're not telling you a pub crawl. Well, no, but look, I, I've really, I push back. I, okay, I, let me let me tell you this. No, let me gonna, ju- let me just, just say this. Yeah, we're gonna. Let he you wanted know. to get dinner at every spot, and I said absolutely not. We're I said gonna. there's no time to get dinner at eleven different places. Who let you negotiate so, so, this? Uh, well, I'm very good at this, and 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 I actually uh, represent an octopus. And uh, so so instead, holy look, shit! Just, what? Hold on. Yeah, you're a sea lawyer. Yeah, I'm a sea lawyer. Yeah, 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 I'm a sea <laughs> lawyer. Oh, I, did you not? Yeah, I'm a sea lawyer. I practice sea law. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, we got a guy go to lynch. Uh, I just want to, no. I C will not lynch him, sir. I am a ruffian. <laughs> well, uh, the vengeance committee sees no reason why we should lynch.
0: Um, was there a sea lawyer song happening?
1: There was, a, I think the TV there was. A TV show? There was was about,
0: there a TV show breaking?
1: Uh, who knows where it was going to go. You, know, you <laughs> never know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty obvious what will happen.
0: Okay, so now they have Douglas in the jail. Some papers called for calm and stated many rumors floating about were false and to let justice take its course. Okay. Sacramento Daily Union, November 5th. Quote, the physician attending to the poor fellows taken from the ship challenge to the hospital says that five out of the 11 under his care will not be able to do anything for themselves in the future. Oof. The injuries they have received on board the ship have maimed them for life. Good Lord. I mean, they were just beating. Got to get guys to work, man. First mate James Black Douglas's trial started. Sailors testified about the brutality they received aboard the challenge. Quote, Douglas and the captain first went after the most useless members of the crew. Said uh, George Lessing. Pleading dysentery, Lessing refused to climb the rigging, and Douglas screamed at him, Go aft! The captain will cure you! And then shoved Lessing toward the captain. Waterman said, I think we'll baptize him as he grabbed Lessing and tossed him into the drainage part of the deck where frigid waters were sloshing around. Douglas jumped up on the fallen man and held his head under water as Lessing thrashed about. Douglas yanked him up and marched him over to a rail, Tied him to it and left him there In the freezing wind for close to an Hour before cutting him free The shivering sickly man Then went below to his bunk A few days later he had all the signs of Acute dysentery and 12 days Later he was dead Oh, God! Even though Douglas was said to be out of Control with his frequent outbursts Waterman let it go on and Douglas soon went After another sailor who complained Of inflamed legs and gave him A similar baptism in the freezing Slush that's so that's so, so torturous. Douglas was then charged with the murder of a seaman who went by the name of Papa P A P A. They killed Papa? Yeah, no, not our papa. Okay. Not ours. Not pop, pop Testimony quote: The old man died on board while going around Cape Horn. He had no socks or shoes. When ordered Did he bring any? I don't think so. Well, that's a bad call. If you get a drunk in a bar, you notice every once in a while someone has no shoes on or whatever and they're plowed. Is that something you're seeing a lot? I mean, I'm in D.C., yeah. Okay. Uh, When ordered on deck, he could hardly walk and his feet were frozen. The day before he died, the captain ordered some of us to let out a rope. He was nearest to it, so the captain beat him with a belaying pin, which is a metal rod, because he was not quick enough he beat him over the head and shoulders. Then Papa went down and stowed himself away. The next morning, Papa was called on deck, and the first mate began to question him. He could hardly speak any English, and Douglas beat him with a stick, struck him five or six times, threw him down, then, holding him up, pounded him, struck him about the face, ribs, etc., beating him for about two minutes. I saw him lying on the floor of the quarters, I saw him laid on his bunk. He lay there groaning, his eyes swollen. And he could hardly see. I went on deck, and after an hour, a man came up to say the old man was dead. Jesus.
1: So in a situation like this, there are two guys in charge, basically. There's other officers. Okay. So you have to stand there and watch that.
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay.
1: Because in my head, I would be like, that's time. That's mutiny.
0: That's why mutinies happen. Yeah. The Sacramento Daily Union reported that abuse started even before the ship had left New York Harbor.
1: Well, that you should... I mean, at least hold it until everyone's trapped in
0: there. A few days before the Challenger left, a gray-haired old man was brought ashore and taken off to a hospital. His head was terribly cut after he was knocked down by Douglas. Two others were brought ashore after being injured by waterman. So they, they, they beat up three guys before they before they, even, they,
1: left. Before they even left Harbor. That's crazy. I mean, that is...
0: I mean, it's called it's called getting the crew ready for the journey. Hey, uh, we should probably get off of this ship, huh? I think it's fine. Okay. They've only taken three guys off.
1: That's true. That's We've been what,
0: here an hour. 9%? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's not right. bad.
0: But there was always going to be a counter. On November 7th, three crewmen and the second mate of the ship, Challenge, were arraigned on the charge of mutiny. Oh, wow. This was based on the affidavit of first mate, Douglas. Okay, So he's. So the. I mean, he's like, no, they're they're fuckers. I beat them. How about they beat me? So they're.
1: So Douglas is the one calling mutiny because probably he's like, for sure. How could they not be thinking mutiny?
0: Yeah, he because he was beating them up. So the only way to, the only way to really get away with beating them up is to say that they were mutinous. A passenger on board the challenge testified that he saw a sailor named Birkinshaw come behind Douglas and grab him. Then another sailor named Smith jumped on him. Five or six men then started kicking Douglas. Then Waterman came up and jumped into the crowd and started hitting Smith with a Marlin spike and pulled him off Douglas. Ugh. Waterman stunned Smith and tied him to a rail. <sighs> the passenger said, "Before, before Douglas tied up Waterman, he took off his coat." I mean,
1: before Douglas tied up Waterman?
0: Oh, sorry.
1: Waterman a- tied so up. So after
0: Water- before Waterman tied up Douglas. After after they've been beaten off of Douglas Douglas like, took off his coat and yeah. gave it to the passengers. So he or she would be warm. Then he picked up a Bick and uh, a stick and started beating on other men. Good.
1: So there really was this. Odd... I'm not sure that's true.
0: Okay. That rings very lie. Sure. It sounds revision and then right. he gave, he was being beaten by men who were trying to mutiny. And then he got free and he gave me his coat. <laughs> me so the... I would be warm. And then he went back to beating. <laughs>
1: okay (laughs) sure sure a gentleman throughout the whole beating
0: Um, five or six men were tied to the main rigging Bergenshaw testified that the captain broke his arm with a club then had him shackled in the sick bay first mate James Douglas testimony quote I was standing on deck seeing the chests overhauled when I was seized from behind and thrown down while I was flailing I was stabbed and there were several kicking me I struck, Tom, uh, I struck smith twice and reached out and got a stick the men ran off and captain came up and broke smith's hold the passenger said he talked it over with waterman and douglas at dinner that night they then questioned smith who said a mutiny had been planned for over a month another sailor named ralph said the same thing then waterman ordered all the men who were tied up to be stripped to the waist and four of them whipped on November fifteenth, this uh, this is uh, all happening in a couple of weeks, right? Cool. The Daily Alta reported that nine of the crew of the Challenge said they were willing to sail on the ship again under Captain Waterman. What? Yeah, it's all this is all fucked up.
1: That, but that is that's like the that's it's cult shit, right? right? Or or
0: it's not that bad.
1: Well, what what, what what's happening here?
0: <laughs> the paper said it's very possible that after investigating, it might be discovered that there was a lot of exaggeration. Captain Waterman had still not turned himself in, but then he finally did on November 31st, surrendering to the U.S. Marshal. Rumors were that he had fled the country, but the Alta Daily Alta said he, quote, has come forward manfully. I <laughs> uh-huh. can see inside the newspapers on. Yeah. On December 6th, the weekly national intelligence, of Washington, D.C., reported, quote, it does not appear from the California papers that anybody was murdered by the captain and his mate, While the following letter gives a different version of the whole affair, it says the challenge arrived here in beautiful order, her crew in rather bad plight, having suffered from dysentery, which six men died of, and three having been lost from the sails in a gale storm. Some of the sailors ran away before the ship came alongside the wharf and told such shocking stories of the manner in which they had been treated that a great excitement was created. The paper now ran with a story that it was the crew's intentions to mutiny off Rio, kill Waterman and Douglas and, quote, go roving.
1: (laughs) Go roving.
0: (laughs) Still, Waterman was indicted and arraigned on a charge of assault and battery uh, uh, of Frederick Birkinshaw. He was quickly given a trial, uh, though finding a jury became difficult as everyone was excused for bias.
1: Was it because everybody, like, knew and liked him?
0: No, but everyone, or hated him. Like, everyone in he the town. He was just a divisive, right. But everyone in the town at this point has seen this whole thing taking place. So, so they...
1: They, now it's just that there's so much vitriol that they can't. Yeah. It's like the uh, that dickhead who jacked up the price of AIDS drugs. Oh, yeah, that guy. guy yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they cannot get a jury together for it. Good him. luck. Because everyone's like, no, I absolutely detest oh, I that to human, him. and I would love to see him rot.
0: On January 9th, Waterman and Douglas were indicted for beating and mistreating a seaman named George Liu. One sailor testified, quote, The captain beat Smith with an iron marlin spike and carried him aft. I saw no one fighting with the mate Douglas except Bergenshaw. I never heard of any revolt or intention to take the ship. I saw Smith beaten with a stick at the wheel. Um, Another sailor testimony. I saw no disobedience of the orders. The mates struck the men because they did not open their... Chests fast enough I knew of no attempt To mutiny Or take the ship During the trial It was learned A boy stowaway Was found During the voyage And Captain Waterman Beat him Tied him to a rope And threw him overboard Oh my god An English sailor Testified Quote I saw his small head pop, Popping above the waves uh. The boy died of dysentery ten days later.
1: The boy didn't die of being thrown well, he was into the tied ocean to a on a rope. rope?
0: Yeah, because then they pulled the rope.
1: Well, still, I mean it's I mean he's a boy.
0: Yeah, it's not great. Another sailor who was nicknamed Dancing Master, bup, 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 bup. because of the way because of the way he hopped on his feet when while being whipped also
1: testified. Oh God. <laughs> you just took a joyous moment <laughs> and soiled it. <laughs> Dancing master.
0: Uh, and the charges kept coming. On January 13th, Douglas was arraigned on the charge of cruel punishment inflicted on a Russian boy named Juzi Smirty.: Sure. Again, they had a very hard time finding a jury uh, for Douglas because every man had expressed an opinion regarding the challenge situation. But the trials finally happened. Captain Waterman and first mate Douglas were convicted uh, of maliciously beating part of their crew. Other indictments the jury could not agree on. Two sailors were put on trial for inciting the crew to insubordination and revolt, but they were found not guilty. Bully Waterman was convicted, but the judge refused to sentence him.
1: Uh, uh, But uh, what he's done for boats, (laughs) uh, I feel like I uh, am going to have to step in and say that uh, while he is guilty of uh, multiple murders... Uh, is, is boating is uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I boating. will
0: not put a boat celebrity in jail. No. Um. James Douglas was convicted of murder, for beating a crewman to death, and for assault on other crewmen. But no sentences recorded. Wow. He was released soon afterward, a free man. He, though he never served it. on a merchant ship again.
1: So <laughs> yeah, he had to find a new Why was that?
0: Well, punishment enough, he had to find a new job.
1: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> that is tough. <laughs> that
0: is you tough. You try switching jobs true, in, it's your, true. in your yeah. 40s. Well,
1: And also having to say, you know, goodbye to the murder time. That's tough he had, he had to like, fun a to, guy.
0: He had to, like, go to, like, a, a, a training school of some sort or technical school.
1: I'm a chef. <laughs> yeah! I uh, actually realized that my passion for cutting and stabbing uh, came in very handy when, you know, making an uh, original recipe sauce for, say, a penne. True. Or, uh, you know, I, I love to braise pork shoulder. Ah. You know, and, uh, I like a chicken fried steak. I'm going to beat the shit out of that stuff. What? Just beat the beat it. I make. A, I love to make a pizza and then just put my fucking fist through it. What's happening? You know, and then just cut it and spit on it because it's useless to me. And then I throw it in a tub of like 30 degree water. You could die in there. Piece of shit. And my fav, I make a homemade guacamole. Uh, and the key is a little bit of garlic. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but it's a little bit of garlic. Yeah. And I'll make that and then I'll just put its face on a curb and I'll just stamp it. Wait, what? I'll just stamp, stamp right on the head. Okay. You know? Of the avocado.
0: Okay, well, we're actually not looking for... Uh... Babysitter? No. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the first 21 criminal cases of the new U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California were connected with the murder or mistreatment of semen by Captain Bully Waterman and Douglas on the challenge. Sure. The New York Hill reported... Uh, oh, no. Wait. Oh, wait. The New York R- Herald reported on May 6th, 1852, quote, second mutiny on board the challenge. Because of the harsh conduct of Captain Waterman and his mate Douglas during the passage around Cape Horn, the ship obtained such a bad name in San Francisco that great difficulty was experienced in obtaining sailors to bring her to China. And it was only by payment of advances of $200 apiece that 40 men could be persuaded to sign an agreement. They were about 150 miles from China when the sailors came forward and told Captain Lanz that they would not go to Hong Kong. They threatened to throw him overboard and bring the ship here themselves. Under such compulsion, Captain Lanz very prudently steered for this place, although the destination was Shanghai. June 26, 1852, Captain Lanz of the challenge died of dysentery. What happened to Bully Bob Waterman, you ask? Yeah. Bully Bob Waterman was appointed port warden of San Francisco just a few months after being found guilty that and not seems, sentenced. That
1: seems good. That seems good.
0: While serving as the port warden, he went, se-
1: give him a title that has warden. In
0: it. He went back to his farm and grew eucalyptus trees from seeds. He brought from Australia in 1856. He laid out the town site of Fairfield, California named after his hometown in Connecticut from 1865 to 1875. Waterman was the U S inspector of holes in San Francisco regarding his investigation into a ship disaster. Waterman said, quote, the press can howl as much as it likes, but the investigation shall remain secret. Cool. (laughs) He died on August 8th, 1884 at 76 years old. Wow. So he just got to, he just got a new sweet job.
1: Yeah. No, you don't pun. I mean, you know, that's like what happens with the cops. (laughs) So, not all the cops are bad, but
0: you know. But so, what? What this was is that basically everybody on the ship was horrible. So it's, so not, like, a, it's, it's not, not like it's not done whodunit. It's, it's not a whodunit. It. It's that just everybody was just fucking garbage. Right. Mostly, I mean, there were obviously there were guys, the kids, and the old guy, and what whatnot.
1: No, I th- I do think that that kid who they tied a rope on and th- threw threw <laughs> into the ocean had it coming.
0: <laughs> but aside from you know those sort of innocent victims but all the guys who were there because they wanted to be there were fucking monsters yeah right just lunatics yeah you know, lun- that's that's why i think you probably did that job back then i didn't do it because you're you're basically going you're basically like i'm gonna sign up for fight club on a boat like yeah. you're you know you're gonna get beaten you right. know you're gonna beat people the whole thing's a fucking total nightmare I, that didn't come across in the story That's fair. We signed boats. We signed boats.
1: Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this this podcast. Uh, Listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army